Welcome to the Resilient Rainer, the premier podcast focused on mental performance for equestrians and improved horse show performance. Whether you're a rookie rainer or a seasoned competitor, this show is for riders who want to take their skills to the next level and achieve their full potential in the show ring. I'm Nicole Burnett, and I'm a master mindset coach who's obsessed with helping you achieve all those horse dreams you always thought were impossible. Join me each week to develop a show-ready mindset and gain the competitive edge you need to compete with confidence. Welcome back, everyone. Nicole Burnett here, your host of the Resilient Rainer podcast. Today's episode was inspired from an interaction I had during a recent training session. So right now, Literally right now, I am running a free training for mental performance and developing unshakable confidence. If you haven't heard about that, you should join. (laughs) On the first day of the free mental training, I was sharing who uses mental performance techniques and how these sorts of things, things like visualization, meditation, breathing techniques, and there's all sorts of stuff that's a part of it. But This isn't just some fringe science that this is stuff that has been studied, it's impactful, and it's used by top athletes in a variety of sports. This is stuff that's used in the Olympics. So Michael Phelps, for example, the most decorated Olympian in all of Olympic history, is famous for using visualization. Every night before you'd go to bed, he would literally play out a mental movie of his perfect swim run. And I was sharing how back during the Cold War, the Russians were trying to figure out how to beat everybody. They were studying visualization and they designed a study where for all of the athletes that they were sending to the Olympics, they assigned them to a different cohort of mental training versus physical training and see who did the best. I was talking about this in the training and sharing how the Russians wanted to beat the U.S. They designed this whole study where they split up these athletes into four different groups. They split the athletes up into athletes who did only physical training, no mental preparation, and athletes who did 75% physical, 25% mental training, athletes who had 50-50, 50% of the time they do physical training, 50% of the time they would do mental training. And then the fourth group was people who did 25% of the time physical training and 75% of their time was spent in mental preparation. I'm going to pause for a minute. I want you to think to yourself, which group did the best? So if you were part of the training, you'll know the answer. And the answer is that the people who spent the least amount of time preparing physically, the people who did 75% of their time spent in mental preparation, they ended up being the athletes who did the best at the Olympics, which is wild. This had a bunch of far-reaching impacts that really started things changing for athletes and bringing in the importance of visualization. The U.S. took this and brought in, went from one to six sports psychologists. And this really had a ton of impact on sport and our preparation. 
in the back and forth, one of the folks who was attending the live training was sharing how, oh, well, I think that it still doesn't apply to me. Like this still isn't for me because those folks are already competing at such an elite level that essentially mental training isn't for me because I'm not a good enough rider yet. Those people were able to not focus as much on their physical training because they'd already gotten to a certain level. And this is a really common objection, I would say, or a misconception is really what it is. This is a super common misconception where people think that mental training isn't for me. I need to be a better rider before this is really going to help me. So I wanted to talk about that today because like I said, this is so common and I run into this all the time where people think it's just not for me. I need to get better. I'm just an everyday rider or I'm just a weekend warrior and I'm not a top competitor. I think I really need to ride more and then this will be for me. So today we're going to explore that. I hear this misconception from all kinds of people. I hear it from folks who are taking their riding lessons for the first time, for people who've been riding for decades who think they're still not good enough yet. And even you might hear it from some old school folks or trainers who think you just need to toughen up. But the key is that this mindset that you don't need to work on your mindset, it holds you back no matter what level you're at. Why does this misconception persist? Why does this just stick around like mud on your boots? And part of it is just history. Horse riding, by very nature of it, has always been very physical, right? You have to actually ride your horse. You have to know how to sit, how to steer, how to do all these things that are very physical on the horse. So it's not surprising that mental training gets put on the back burner. When you think about mental performance in the broader sphere, if you think about any movies you could pull up on Netflix, those movies, they typically will focus on the kid who's a natural talent. We can just hand wave away the need to work on the physical things. Or they focus on the world champion who has their own personal psychologist. They're very engaging, but those stories skip over the entire middle ground where most people live. And then, of course, there's confirmation bias. You know how it is. Once you believe something, you'll start seeing evidence for it everywhere. And it filters your results. So if you say, oh, look, there's another article about how an Olympian uses visualization techniques. Instead of taking away from that, man, this is a powerful performance enhancing technique that I can apply in my life. People will make the erroneous conclusion that, oh, my gosh, It's not for me because (laughs) I'm not headed to the Olympics anytime soon. So you'll make an erroneous conclusion and have an unhelpful takeaway from that piece of information. And of course, there's the money and time, right? A lot of folks might think mental training is this exclusive club you can only get into if you got loads of cash and time, and it doesn't have to be that way. Who does this hurt, right? We're kind of talking a little bit, but let's bring it back. Who does this impact? Does this only impact certain people? This belief really impacts all of us. Every single one of us gets the short end of the stick when we think that this isn't a training tool that can help us. It's not just the newbies or the folks you see on the covers of horse magazines. It's most of us. 
It's the everyday person. Let's say weekend warriors. I do see these folks. They're hitting the trails or they're in on Saturdays and they're just trying to squeeze in some saddle time between life's other commitments. Or these are folks who have horses in full-time training and they're utilizing the leverage of a trainer, but they only get to ride once or twice a week. It's your me time, your getaway. But imagine this. What if you could ride without second guessing every move or questioning if you're good enough to be on a horse? Or what if you can go and maximize the time that you have available with a little at-home practice? Mental training can do that for you. It's not just about a competitive edge. It's about joy, confidence, and even safety. We've also got the intermediate riders. You've got folks who've got a handle on the basics, but maybe you can't break through to the next level. If you ever feel stuck and like you're just hit a wall, you can't climb over. And when you hit a plateau or hit a wall like that, it's often not your technical skills that are getting in your way. It's something in your mind. It's these mind games that we play with ourselves. I'm talking things like performance anxiety, a fear of failure. These are mental blocks and they are very real, folks. They keep you plateauing longer than you'd like to admit. And then we've got more advanced riders. You've got techniques down pat. Maybe you've even won some competitions. But getting to the top, it's not just about perfect form or how many hours you log. The mental games matter too. You can have all the physical skill in the world, but if you crumble under pressure or you get in your own head, you can just say goodbye to those big league dreams. And this can pop up at any point. I have had folks come to me, they've had competitive success. They've won at Congress, won at fraternities, and they'll have something come up. They're like, it's in my brain. I just can't (laughs) do this. It really hurts you no matter how good or how successful you are or have been. I can't forget about our coaches, mentors, the horse trainers, and I know these folks, you've seen your students struggle. Maybe you've even seen your students beat themselves up over a bad round, and that's so frustrating. You know that your students have the skill, but there's something that holds them back. And that something is often upstairs in the brain. You want your students to succeed. And let's be real, their success is your success too when you're a horse trainer. So don't ignore the mental aspect. It could be the missing link in your training and coaching arsenal. We love stories, right? I love stories. I know you do too. I have a story about someone that I know, and they were just so gifted technically. They were just really, really beautiful writer and really wonderful to watch just would have the most beautiful rides at home or the most beautiful rides at 7 a.m. or 11 p.m. at a show out in some other arena. And they would just fold under the pressure. It was so frustrating to watch because you would know that they're just amazing. They're just doing so good. And then there was something about they'd be having such a good ride. But then the minute they flip the switch, for competition, it was like they, like I said, just like fold under pressure because a lack of mental preparation is just keeping them stuck at a lower level of competition until you work on your mind like you just can't bust through. 
The other story that is a really awesome, and I really like this lady. She's really nice. She has, I don't know, an average horse, a good horse, but not like the world champion winning, bestest bred, bestest trained, bestest whatever. But she is so solid in her mind. She will go in and absolutely maximize her points every single run. It's amazing. It's so incredible to watch because what you see is someone who is so good at being in the mental game and being 100% in the present moment that she can outride and outcompete people who might be better riders, people who might have better horses. And this is such a feel-good story, really, because it's just an average rider who saw massive improvement from incorporating mental training. Average rider, average horse, when you can dial it in and be consistent and perform under pressure, you will beat people who are better riders than you. You will beat people who have better horses than you. And it drives everybody crazy, but it's true. You can be an average rider on an average horse. And if you can incorporate mental performance training and get your mind solid and really ride the shit out of your run into show, you will beat people who are better than you because that's the nature of competition. It's part of how the cookie crumbles. Everybody loves an underdog story. We can't decide if we love it or hate it. Oh, and I can share a story just from last weekend. I don't talk a ton about myself on this podcast because this podcast is about all of you. It's about sharing your stories and trying to share information and techniques that will help you. But sometimes it is useful to share my own story. So this last weekend, I was at a horse show and I'd taken my yearling because I wanted to start getting him out and see the world because I can do all of this mental performance stuff for me. But at the end of the day, I can't just tell him, hey, dude, I need you to go out in your pen and I need you to visualize being fully trained and kicking ass. You have to teach the horse in a more physical manner. You know, got to get out, got to see things like cows and horses and all the stuff that you have at a big show. It was great. So we took him and he did so good. He was such a brave boy. He did the spooky trail, which was very spooky for a little baby. All of the Halloween decorations. This was great. And it's just a good example of what mental training can do because I've got a little baby. He's only a yearling. It's new. It's scary. And he's okay if we hang out with the other horses outside the arena and we're just watching everything. But it's really scary to go in the arena solo. You're going away from all the other horses. You're going into an arena you've never been in before. We didn't have a chance to explore any of these obstacles because they just put them up in the middle of the day and then take them down. You see all these things for the first time. It's new and it's scary. And it's normal that he's going to be a little wide-eyed about that. But from all of the stuff that I've done with mental training, I was able to be really calm through all of that, to just confidently walk him through this experience and be like, hey, it's okay, dude. We're here. It's all right. I know that's new, but no big deal. It's okay. We're going to keep going. And I could feel inside my body because you physically feel these things in your body. It's just amazing the feedback you get. I can remember when I used to not feel like that, when it used to be overwhelming in my body and scary and hard. Taking this little young horse, being able to be a rock for him throughout this experience and just be like, yeah, it's okay. I'm truly okay. 
My heart rate is calm. You're a little nervous, but that's all right. I'm calm and confident for the both of us. And you're learning about it. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It was a really cool and amazing experience that he can be a little nervous and I can be calm and steady for him and for me. I know that in the past I would have felt so embarrassed that my horse was not perfect, even though he's normal. That's the first time he's done that. He's being brave. He's being amazing. I'm so proud of him. But that I'm not embarrassed that my horse is a normal horse who's kind of given a little bit of a side eye to these things. And I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't scared. I didn't lose my cool. It was just, this is great. We're having a good time. Like, look at these cute decorations. Nope, keep going. That's a personal story of just kind of the impact of this where I know in the past that would have been a totally different experience. And that was really cool. So anyway, that's a personal story from me from literally a show last weekend. Okay, back to the podcast. So we're talking about this misconception that mental training is only for super elite athletes. Absolutely not. This is for everybody. Why is this belief so persistent? Who started this rumor? Why are we all so quick to buy into it? Let's dive into that. But we're in the Western industry here. We got to talk tradition. It's like passing down your grandma's apple pie recipe. Some things you just get passed down without question. And people have long believed that riding is all about physical skill. And I'm not denying that. That heals down, eyes up, all that good stuff. And it is important. Don't get me wrong. But why are we treating mental strength like it's the parsley garnish on the main course. It's not a side dish. This is like part of the whole dang meal here. A lot of times people really say, hone your craft first, focus on your riding skills first, and then maybe think about the mental game. I've talked with folks who are beginner riders who have this experience, and I've talked with NRHA judges who've been in this for 30 years. Their initial inclination is they think this way at first. This is really pervasive across the spectrum of riders. These two are not mutually exclusive. It's like, let's build half the house, move in, and then maybe we'll put the roof on later. Not a good idea, okay? We have to build technical and mental aspects together. They feed into each other. And if you ignore one, it's like, I don't know, trying to ride with one stirrup or just something that hamstrings you. It's trying to ride with one rein. It is not as good as it could be. It's not. They develop in concert together. And that's when you maximize both sides of both technical skill and mental strength. So when should you start? Honestly, It's never too early to start, folks. You wouldn't skip teaching a young horse groundwork, right? So why would you skip laying the mental groundwork for yourself? When you learn how to trot, jog, how to lope around, guess what? Those aren't just physical skills. Do you realize that those are also mental skills? You're mastering focus. You're overcoming fear. You're learning to read your horse. It's not all about what you're doing. It's also about what you're thinking while you're doing it. And on the flip side, it's never too late. Because for those of you who've been riding for longer than some of us have been alive, don't think you've missed the boat. Have you ever heard of a seasoned rider who they just suddenly break new ground when they never thought they could? I bet you they started tuning into their mental game. 
you're not just updating your riding, you're truly upgrading it and you're giving your decades of skill a turbo boost. And trust me, it's exhilarating. Oh, and there's a snowball effect. Let's chat about that. The more you work on your mental game, the more it feeds into your technical skills. And guess what? That progress in your technical skills, it further boosts your mental game. It's like a never-ending cycle of awesomeness. You become more focused, which helps you train better, which makes you more confident, which makes you even more focused. You get the idea. It's a win-win with really no downside in sight. It really doesn't matter if you're just fresh out the gate or if you've been around the track a few times. Mental performance training is your ticket and the best way to a better, more fulfilling ride. And who doesn't want that? When it comes to mental training, it's truly not a matter of how ready you are. It's really a matter of how committed you are. I would even take this deeper because being ready is an illusion. When have you ever known that you are ready to do something? Are you ready for every horse show you enter? If you are waiting until you are ready, how long are you going to wait? You will never be ready, but that shouldn't stop you from taking action because if you are committed, you can do something about it. I know I mentioned earlier that not to beat a dead horse here, but In parallel to this misconception is the idea that there's just no substitute for going to shows. There's no substitute for riding my horse. So I don't need mental training. I just need to ride more. And there's no denying that it's valuable to be in the saddle to gain real world experience at shows because nothing can replace that practical knowledge that you get from direct exposure and participation. And it's the best check-in on how are things going? How are my physical skills doing? How are my mental skills doing? How did that go? Did it go well? Where can I improve? You've got to get out there and experience these various arenas, weather conditions, judge personalities, all the stuff that comes with being a competitive equestrian. But the other angle that is not as obvious is that physical practice is to your body what mental training is to your mind. You wouldn't expect to give your horse all winter off, hop in, and just go at peak performance levels without proper legging up, would you? Absolutely not. And similarly, you can't expect your mind to just naturally know how to handle all of the pressure and the unpredictability of competition without its own form of practice and conditioning. Because mental training doesn't seek to replace hands-on experience, but it enhances it. It supercharges it. While in the saddle time helps you perform the movements, mental training helps you to manage all of the thoughts, manage your emotions and the pressure that can interfere when it's time to execute those movements when it counts the most. It's about giving you these strategies to control your focus, maintain confidence, handle your nerves, bounce back from mistakes or setbacks. These are all crucial components to having peak performance consistently. Can you imagine being able to harness your nerves and transform them into laser-like focus to propel you towards your goals? Being able to quickly rebound after a misstep so that it doesn't derail your whole performance? That's the power of mental training. 
hope you can really see that this isn't just for more advanced riders or for less advanced riders. I totally understand that if you've been thinking that mental performance coaching seems better suited for riders who are at a different level than you, and that is such a common belief. But let me reassure you, mental training isn't just for elite athletes or absolute beginners. This is for any rider who has goals and dreams and any rider who wants to just give their all to achieving them. It's for riders just like you. When you're a beginner, mental coaching can be your compass as you start your exciting journey. It gives you strategies to deal with all those nerves that come with learning to ride for the first time, help you focus during your lessons, give you tools to handle all those inevitable ups and downs as you're learning and growing. It's laying a solid foundation right from the get-go. Do you really think that all successful writers waited until they were successful and just went in checks before they started working on their mental game? Of course not. And when you're at that intermediate level, you've got some experience under your belt, but there's so much more ahead of you. Mental training can help you smash through those plateaus, those frustrating plateaus, manage the jitters as you're competing, and help you to keep your motivation revved up as you reach for your more challenging goals. And for the advanced rider, you've come so far, but the journey doesn't stop here. The higher you climb, the tougher your competition. Mental training can be your secret weapon to give you that edge when the physical skills of your competitors and yourself, when everything's neck and neck. It's about that half point difference. It's about that tenth of a second. It's about conquering the pressure of big events, keeping your focus razor sharp and bouncing back from setbacks with resilience. So no matter where you stand in your journey, mental performance coaching can give you a boost. It's like a superpower. It's the power of a focused, resilient mind. It doesn't matter if you're jogging over your first log at a ranch riding class or you're aiming for the top spot on the podium, your mindset truly can be your best ally or your worst enemy. (laughs) I just really encourage you to give it a go and see where it can take you. I really feel for all of the people who are caught in the middle where this isn't your full-time job to ride horses and compete. You're just in the middle and I know that you're pressed for time. That's why I created this. (laughs) That's why I do this is to help save you time and get you your time back. Because have you really considered how much longer it will take you to do this on your own? I know this has given you some food for thought today, and hopefully if you are one of those folks who has just fallen prey to the misconception that mental training is for riders who are more advanced or more beginner or just different than you, that this has really challenged your misperceptions on that and really given you some food for thought to bring you around to that mental training really is for riders and athletes at all stages. And that no matter where you're at, this will give you the boost forward that you need. All right. I love talking to you guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. And of course, if you are looking for more of this and the nitty gritty detailed how to implement this, as well as accountability and support throughout the process, this next week, Starting on Monday, you can join the Mental Gym for Equestrians starting on Monday, October 30th through Thursday, November 2nd. The doors are open and you can join me in the Mental Gym where we are teaching you all the details and all the how to 
of leveling up your mental game to turbocharge your riding and develop that mental strength and resilience that you need. Thanks so much. Talk again next week.